This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Thanks, Rodai. Morning, church. I must say I'm quite excited to, uh, to share the word this morning. I told Rodai when I was, uh, I mean, just preparing and... Uh, Sorry, thank you, Ben. That was awesome. Um, <clears throat> just walking around here at the back and preparing, uh, I saw communion. And uh, you will see the, the title of my message. I was actually going to share a lot more of my testimony this week. And um, as I was preparing, God came and laid a word on my heart. And um, obviously for a while you get a word, you're not sure actually, Lord, is it? I mean, did I get it from you? But it's so clear this morning, I mean, the, the, the songs that we sang, the communion that's here, so I'm encouraged, I'm excited to share the word that God has given me, also a bit of my testimony, but uh, God is alive and his word is alive, and he has a word for you guys this morning. Let's, uh, let's just pray. Oh, Jesus, what a beautiful name. Thank you for... For who you are, Lord, our hearts this morning is to see you for who you are, Lord. God, use me while I share your word, God. Open up our hearts to see you, Lord, in all your glory. We ask this in your name. Amen. Just want to get this going. Okay, so just a bit of background. Um, I've been in Chofa for about, I think, six years, joined in 2012. That's uh, my beautiful family up there. I'm sure my wife and two kids, is, uh, she's running around up there trying to listen and interceding for, for this message this morning. Um, but I, I grew up in the Free State, United States of the Free State, and a passionate sports guy. Especially towards the end of my high school career, passionate about rugby, thought my life was going to play out through my rugby career, and then had an accident in uh, in my matric year when I was 18 years old. Had a, had a boat accident where I lost the lower part of my left leg. It was amputated, and uh, I mean, as I said, sharing a bit of the rugby that uh, I mean, no contact sports was going to be play any part of my life since, I mean, I was 18 years old, moved here in my first year, hallelujah, to Stellenbosch, never moved away since, uh, been here for 15 or 16 years, and not planning to move away at all. Um, but the, the story that I want to, to start off with you guys, my first and second year, it's a part of my first and my second year where I was struggling to find purpose in who I am. Struggling to uh, ask, I mean, I, I stayed with a guy in res. And my first and second year, I played rugby for Martis, and I remember going to the rugby field and almost standing next to it and asking God, God, one more time, like run onto the field, like one more time, score one more try, Lord. That was like what my heart was. And, and if any of you know me, I mean, I am quite a optimistic, positive guy. And I think I was, I mean, even then, after about, I mean, a couple of months after losing, I mean, I was dealing with life, trying to, to find purpose and value in, I mean, what God has in store for me still after that, but struggling a bit, 
Strangely burdened, standing is specifically that, this. I, I want to leave that part of you guys standing there. In my first year we went, I was still in every nation. We went to a camp. Pastor called me out. said, um, I got to know him the first couple of months that we were here. Called me out and he prayed for me. And he said he specifically felt that I was going to score some tries again. I was going to pass a rugby ball again. I remember walking, running out. My mom's here this, this morning as well. Found her and said, I'm going to play rugby again. So for me then, I mean, obviously knowing anything's possible with God, I think I hold on to that, that I don't know, I believe someone will walk in here, pray for me, I'll get my leg back. I don't know what, I mean, how how it was going to pan out, but I hold on to that knowing that, God, one more. And as I said, I want to leave my testimony there and share a bit of the word, which I'm actually very excited for. God has has worked so much the last two years in my life regarding my testimony because a lot of the times I've shared, I've been involved in sports for, or professional sports for the last 10, 11 years. And most of my testimony has always been something happened to me and then there's worldly success attached to it. Something happened and there's worldly success attached to it. And while that's very encouraging, that's actually not the thing that God wants us to hold on to. That is it's a very short period of time that that actually encourages us. And, I mean, he uses it to share, and we should share it. It's part of our testimony. But there's so much more that he, that he does in our life that's part of our testimony that's not just the worldly success and the stuff that people can see, but the stuff that he does in our hearts in getting to know him and sharing who he is and sharing his character. And those are the things that, as I said, that I'm getting, that, that I'm excited that I want to share with you guys this, uh, John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Our life is hidden in Christ and revealed to us through knowing him. And my heart this morning is really that uh, even when I walk out here, when we all walk out or go to bed tonight, that you long gone have forgotten our new story. But what God has revealed of himself, that that will stick. That God in all his glory that will give a new revelation to us. That will be long lasting in each of our lives, long gone after we've forgotten the stories and the testimonies. And I trust that that is what he will come and do this morning. I want you to bear with me. We're going to read Isaiah 53. Most of it, the 12 verses. I'd love for you to... to, uh, if any one of you have your Bibles here, you can open them up to Isaiah. The rest of us, we can follow on the screens. But I love, I'd love to share this whole passage with you, and then I'll come back and just unpack some of it. Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, And as a root out of dry ground, he has no form of comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised 
and we did not esteem him. Surely he was born our griefs. He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Amen. All we like, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasures of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will provide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the portion with the strong, because he poured out his soul. I just want to check it. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made the intercession and made the intercession for the transgressors. When I told my wife to read this, and she was finished, wow, a mouthful. The reason why I wanted us to read through it. This is read in Isaiah 53. It's in the Old Testament. It's written by Prophet Isaiah, but I mean, I can't. We don't know exactly how long, but at least seven or eight hundred years before Christ, this was written. And for the first time when I read Isaiah 53, it's like, Lord, your word is alive. Someone 700 or 800 years before he even came gave this exact account of Jesus' life and what he would come to do for us. Let's look at the first part of what he's given us as the life of Jesus. I want us specifically to, and there's a reason why I want us to look at Isaiah 53 and not, I mean, any of the Gospels where they share. I've also worked through Luke this last month or two or so, and that's why I'm saying I'm so excited when God gave this word because he's been working a couple of weeks ago. My son, who was three and a half years old, he came and he said he wants to watch the a video of the cross. Obviously, they want just wants to watch videos either on your phone, on the TV. He wants to watch a video of the cross. After church, we went back home, watched the, I mean, whatever we could find of videos of the cross. Some of it skipped past it um, because we thought, my word, is he fine with dealing with this when he's three and a half? But he came and he asked for it a couple of weeks ago. Been working through Luke, and now God gave this word. So as I said, just more encouragement for me when I came here this morning, saw communion, just realized that, you know what, God goes before. Like as a morning, like, I mean, even the songs that we sang, the, the word that, that Peter brought, it's Peter, eh? 
yeah, that Peter brought with an offering. All of it is in line for him to work in our hearts, to share something of who he is, his character. So let's look at the first part of, of what he gave us about Jesus' life here. And if we can, uh, okay, I should maybe go just next slide. Okay, so Jesus came and he preached to, to the multitudes. He didn't come down. As, I mean, many of the Jews have had an expectation of Jesus coming down as this, like, the ruler. I mean, not as a baby born of Joseph and Mary that no one even know, knew about. He came and he didn't preach to the leaders or, I mean, went around speaking to uh, the rulers of this world. He, Like he walked around, preached to the multitudes on ground level. That's where he moved around. The most, the, 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 wait, 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 I just want to get to. Oh, he didn't come to make a huge public entry, like an entry. Instead, he grew up before God and not before men. His 32 years that he spent here was only here to honor God and who he was. I really believe when we read these next two um, points here, submitting himself to this graces due to worse of men. By denying himself, he glorified his father. Took the sin and shame of the world on his shoulders, yet did not tire. Persevere till the end. It is finished. The biggest part of this for me when, when I read through how just a couple of days, I mean, leading up to the crucifixion, what he shared with his disciples, and how he, like, constantly spent time in prayer with his father, even the, I mean, the hours leading up to it. And just reading, I mean, and and, and spending some time on this topic, just realizing that, you know what, God was, Jesus was ready because of the amount of prayer, that he, time in prayer that he spent with his father. He prepared his heart. He prepared his life for what was about to happen. He understood the enormity and the purpose that was on his life. And that why it was that why he was standing there and living it out fully until the moment he said it is finished. Because he realized what it would mean for him to sacrifice his life. It was freely offered and objected nothing. By his own voluntary undertaking, he made himself responsible for our debt. The commandment received from his father for our satisfaction. And it was for everyone. The amazing thing for me now, when I stand and think that he knew even now, he knew even then, the sin that we're going to do today. And still for the, still knowing all of that, he decided to die for our sins. Exactly, he took all the sin of the world from every corners of the world. Sin came on Jesus. But even knowing that we still today, even as Christians, not I'm not even talking to every non-believer out there that's rejecting what Jesus did on the cross, but even all of us, he knew exactly that we're still going to sin. So many times, I mean, we feel that to forget or to do something for someone, and, and I'm actually one that strongly lives like that, it's fine to do, if you really understand why I'm doing it, and that things would change when you do think, do that. But God didn't even do it because of that. 
He did it knowing the stuff that we're going to do even afterwards. Still, he went and he died. He hung on a cross. I want us to look at the second. This is the, like the middle part of this that says the cross. First, just like the life of Jesus before then. And then what actually like the, the meaning of the cross. What happened the moment that they actually hung Jesus on the cross with a board on top of his head saying, King of the Jews. Even the non-believers acknowledging who he is, who he was, who he still is today. Dominion over sin is broken in us. What that means is he paid the total price to deliver us from every aspect of sin. The power of sin, the presence of sin, and the penalty of sin. And I, the, 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 this whole, I mean, slide here of spending time on the crosses, and it's, as I said, it's my, my heart been this week, Lord, show us what happened on the cross. Show us what you did on the cross. But because, because of that, our lives will change. When we see what you've done for us, we're able to walk in victory. We, we're not just able to see, Lord, you're amazing and thank you for what you've done. The same Jesus that died on the cross is alive and living in us. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. And I had to go back, actually, to look in Isaiah 53, verse 10, that it actually says that. It pleased the Lord, his Father, to put him to pain, to torment or grief. The Lord himself laid on him the iniquity of us all. Because the Father knew why he was doing it. I mean, even a couple of times, me having... Kids for three and the uh, oldest one is about three and a half. You realize some, I mean, it's not close to what he had to do and allow Jesus to go through, but you allow your son to go through stuff too, because there's a purpose behind it. So for us, just maybe for himself to learn something, to grow up in a way where you will see Jesus and not just help him out and be there for him the whole time because he's going to need to make decisions on his own. I allow him to go through stuff, but even more so for us. He almost turned his back in a way on Jesus, his father, for a moment because of us, what he did on the cross for us. He suffered himself to be ranked of sinners and yet offered himself to be an intercessor for sinners. You know what, in, in Luke, I think it's Luke 22, uh, Jesus comes, it's just before the crucifixion, and he comes and he told, he tells Simon, Simon, Satan came to ask for your life. He, aimed, he came to ask for you, to sift you like wheat. It's the first time I actually read it like that, where Jesus said, Satan came to ask for you, because Jesus has final authority. And he said, Simon, I'll pray for you. And a while later in the passage, Simon comes and he says, Lord, I'm fine, I'll be fine. There's no way that I will deny that I will deny you. Jesus answers and he says, tells him that before the rooster cries, he'll deny me three times. But Simon, I'll pray for you. And for the, I mean, we've all read that passage so many times. But for the first time, I read it in a way to see God's heart. So many times we ask him for stuff. We ask, Lord, please come and do this. Thinking that the Lord will just do it. Jesus will change it. He will do it. By reading this and just 
understanding God's heart in saying, Simon, I'm praying for you. Pray that you will not be led into temptation. I'm not, I'm not going to take it away. I'm not just there to stand in the gap and say, you know what I'm talking Yeah, well, definitely he does that. He does that when, it, when he needs to do it. When we're not strong enough to stand on our own, but most of the times he's praying for us. He's interceding for us. But there's a responsibility on us in saying, pray that you will not be led into temptation. Know me. Get to know me. There's freedom in me. I'm praying that you will actually get to know me. But, but there's value in our actions getting to him. He's not just there sitting and saying, Lord, please help me to get through this. Please help me to do this. Please help me to get that. Lord said, yes, my heart is for you to get it. I'm interceding for you. I want you to see it, to get it. But there's value in us praying and interceding, sitting at his feet, walking in obedience, making sure that we're in a position where the favor of God is on our lives. And also there's a, there was another part that I wanted to, amazing that he can, even while he knew that they still intercede for us. Let's go to the next one before I spend too much time on that. And here's the, the, the climax that we got to for our victory. Understanding what the cross meant, what happened on the cross for the victory that we can walk in today, paying for all that we were supposed to die for, took all our debt on him. He redeemed us from the curse of the law by being made a curse for us. He put himself into a capacity to make those easy that come to him heavily laden under the burden of sin. For in Christ, there is sufficiency of merit for the salvation of all, which excludes none that do not exclude themselves. The last one that says, I want to go to, the last one says, his seed shall endure forever. While the world stands, Christ will have a church in it, which he himself will be the life of. There's so many, I had to, there was a couple of slides that was built into this one that says, for for our victory, and I had to cut them down and say, you know what, we have to cut them to what God's, what his word is for this morning and what he wants me to share. Because there's so many promises that God gives us through the cross. Consequence of this to us is our peace and healing. Friendship and fellowship with him. And I'd like to, just before, just after I finish on this victory site, go back to my testimony and share with you guys, I mean, where I left off a couple of minutes ago and what God has done in my life. Where he's from 15 years ago now, lost my leg, trying to find purpose and value in life. And realizing what he's done on the cross. Spending time in his word and getting to see and know his character. Him sharing, let it always be our meat and drink as it was with Christ. 
to do his will. Christ conquered for us, and through him we are more than conquerors. The great privilege that flows to us from the death of Christ is justification from sin. Our being acquitted from the guilt, from that guilt, which alone can ruin us, and accepted into God's favor, which alone can make us happy. I've shared before that God has final authority in what he says and what he does and what he allows. And that he, in all his fullness, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Because even death he defeated on the cross. And in that victory we can walk in today, as I said, um, in, before I go to, as I said, in sharing a little bit about my testimony, or the end of it, the part that I want to share, what God has done, always allowed me to see him and see his character and react out of that. Want us to realize, to comprehend that walking in victory does not mean, as I, as I start in the beginning, like worldly success. We don't need that. That's bonuses and God gives it to us. It's gifts and he gives it to us in different measures. But the biggest thing that he shares and that he did on the cross is victory so we can walk in victory over sin. Then we can walk in victory today knowing that God is in control. When Gavin came and he shared and he said, Lord, help us, Jesus, help us to see you for who you are. Because you bring victory. You bring hope. You bring purpose into our lives through what you've done on the cross. You are enough. And in that, I want to, to, to almost end off with a, not almost, but end off. With a, a short part of my, of my testimony is, as I've shared with you guys, that God gives us gifts. He gives us like, I told my wife, like bonus rounds in Maria Brothers or whatever we played when we were younger. To encourage us and I believe those around us as well. In my life, it's, there's many testimonies. But one, the last one is, I, I retired a year ago, almost exactly now. And that was the last race I competed in. That heart's desire of mine that I struggled with for a while that I stood next to the rugby field and trusting and, Lord, please, almost like struggling and fighting with the Lord. One more. I want to score one more try. I didn't make a lot of tackles. I was fullback and wing, so I was out on the outskirts. So that wasn't a desire of mine to make any more tackles. It was just to score one more try, Lord. And that, I didn't know that was going to be my last race that I actually competed in. Uh, I had a couple of races scheduled towards the end of last year. But that ended up being my last race because I couldn't get myself to the track for any more races after that. You will see that that's not normally the way that you finish a athletics race. I'm a sprinter if I didn't, or I compete in sprinting uh, for the last 10 or 11 years or so, as I said, retired last year. And you'll hear the commentator say, actually in that race, an Aussie guy that says... Uh, I know Anufri was a passionate rugby player and it almost looked like he was scoring a try there. Commentator in that race, the video doesn't look that nice. I actually wanted to show you guys. My gift of 15 years ago, struggling 
and could have so easily missed the way that God has dealt in my life, how he's dealt, how he's shown me who he is. And my testimony doesn't lie in that. As I said, that's the bonus. That's what he sometimes came and he just gives us as an encouragement that he's alive and he's living in us. And he uses our lives not just for our encouragement, but for others as well. And that's why the, the passion burns in me when I share what God has done. That's the worldly success, yes. But the testimony of mine this morning, which I so dearly want to leave with you, is the fact that after the race I ran around the track, uh, well, I came, as I said, I came third in that race. I'm a very competitive guy, excellence-driven. And although I was, I mean, going into that race, last race, 200 meter of my career, one of the favorites for the race, I ended up being third. I ran around the track. And um, first two people that asked me for an interview on the track, the first thing they asked me, I knew so, knowing that that was going to be my last big race that I competed in. I was going to have a couple of small ones, which didn't happen, but knowing that was my last race that I competed in. I don't know, you'll finish off your career, your last big championships, without any major championship medals, individual medals. We won a couple of relay golds, but never had the chance to win an individual medal, gold medal. So in a way, you're taken aback, you're happy just finish, like a victory lap become the first question they ask you. And it's, how do you feel finishing off your career? Not having won one gold medal. Not having won one major championship. It's almost taken aback and then with all the passion I could find inside me. said, what do you mean? It wouldn't have changed anything. Fifteen years ago, I lost my leg in a boating accident. I stand here today after fifteen years. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. What God has done in my life. How he showed me his character. Who I am today, my family, my life, how I see life, how I take on life. I wouldn't change it for a world and I don't believe a gold medal would have changed anything. And I believe that that's the testimony. I believe that that's the testimony that we all can hold on to. That no, we don't know to what measure God will give us worldly success. I believe that we walk in obedience, his favors upon our lives and we walk in victory, Yes. But we don't have any guarantees to what extent that worldly success will be. But the guarantee that he is enough. That he didn't promise that my leg will grow back and I will play rugby again and score tries in that way. But he promised that I will experience it 15 years later in a way that maybe that try with my leg back could have never have experienced God in that way. And having him fulfilled my life in the way that he did. And that's why my heart was this morning when I start off. I actually want to, before I go on to that, Jesus does not promise worldly success, but he defeated death and took our place. So we can walk in victory knowing Christ is enough. And I think I'm going to leave it to Reday to, to do the, the communion message. But as we take it and, I mean, as we go into as I said, it's so special that, that, as I said, God giving this message and paying the price and giving Isaiah 53, 700 years before he even came, giving the prophecy of what he did this morning and us using communion. And I trust that with the blood and the, his 
body that was broken and it goes into us this morning as we use communion that we will see Jesus for, for who he is. Forget, as I said, forget just the worldly testimonies for a moment. And I trust that God will show his heart. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.